Are we no, gonna no. turn into that? Are we gonna turn into the podcast where like maybe like uh, ten minutes through we just do a hard oh. cut? And like, do you ever feel like you need to be more active in your life? Well, <laughs> try this. You know, you know what I mean. So. Yeah. Like, did you know that like forty percent of men experience male pattern baldness? Oh no. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Overinspected. Once again, guys, the greatest speed keeping podcast in the world. Woo! I am your Two host, Michael Chai. And then beside me are our every single time co hosts, Carrie and Manu. What's up? Hi, everyone, hello, again. Hello. Hope you all had a good so, week since we last saw you. Yeah, hopefully, everyone had a pretty chill week. Um, and then I know. Well, what I wanted to discuss today, because it's actually a very important topic to us, and we wanted to get this out at some point, it was just kind of like bugging us, because this is something that kind of shows in a reflection of maybe what the future of cubing could look like. But today, we wanted to talk about cubing sponsorships. Um, so, for the first part that I wanted to like kind of provide some context to the audience, um, sponsorships for cubers and cubing can come in various forms. Um, and I wanted to kind of highlight and start with um, maybe for some of the first sponsorships that ever came out for Cubers as an option um, with Cube Stores, right? Yeah, like um, uh, stores as in like... Uh, like, I for example, like, like yeah, your local examples. regional Cube Store. Like your local regional Cube Stores are, are great examples of that because they attend competitions, provide gifts and prizes. Uh, for competition so they sponsor prizes but what they've also been doing in the past years as cubing has grown is they've sponsored cubers um you know sponsor um have them wear the cube source merch stuff like that um maybe uh, have them maybe attend competitions on their behalf and a great like prominent example is the cubicle right yep so i don't know uh what are you guys' thoughts um do you guys have any feedback on what it looks like right now or versus what it could look like? Well, I think um, the first thought I have is that I think that like speed cubing stores do a pretty good job of reaching out to people and getting them sponsored like pretty early on. Because I'll see like uh, speed cubers with like 500 subscribers on YouTube and they're already sponsored. And I feel like with, you know, mainstream sports, like you're not going to get sponsored unless you're on a big team. Yeah. Like if you're just like the talk of the town or like the best player in your high school, you're not going to get sponsored as, as a like, <laughs> football player. Yeah. I, I don't think. I think. So I just, yeah, I feel like yeah. they do a good outreach. Yeah. I think it's also cool is that like, I think that there is like, there, there are like two, it feels like there's like two kind of distinct levels of sponsorship, right? There's like the people who get sponsored due to like the results. Um, you know, there used to be a meme going, I don't know if this is, this is like kind of a meme, I guess. People used to refer to the, the cubicle jacket as like, I think it was like the sub seven jacket or something. Like you could only oh, get yeah. this jacket if you were, if you were, had anymore. a sub seven average. There are so many sub seveners. There's so um, many. Yeah, there's no way. But that, that was like the meme, right? So like, you know, there's like the results based stuff is if you're like one of the best cubers in the world in your event or whatever. But then I think what's also really cool is like, it feels like somewhat more recently, there are a lot more like social media sponsories. Um, you know, people who are like really big on their respective platforms, whether that's like YouTube, I know Twitch is like growing. Uh, I think TikTok is also growing too, which is, which is pretty cool. 
Um, mm-hmm. So it kind of like gives like both sides of the both sides of like the exposure, I guess, for the uh, for the cubing store, right? There's one where it's like you know, we have our sponsory. They attend a bunch of competitions. They get good results. People naturally wonder, you know, where do you get your cubes from? Oh, you know, I get my cube. I get my cubes from X Y Z store. Um, and then it's also like, like, hey, I really like this uh, cubing cubers content. So you know where maybe like and you know if i can support this uh if i can support their content by you know purchasing stuff at the store you know i'm a speed cuber I, I like speed cubing stuff i can get a discount code if i do it this way so i should do i should do this as well i think it's really cool that they have there are like two avenues yeah um, yeah i wonder well, which one is more profitable like mm. i wonder hmm. like w- when you buy products do you find yourself buying the cubes that you've heard of in a popular youtube video or Oh to... my god, dude! I have such an interesting question just about like how profitable these things are. You know why, Carrie? So why I think L- Ludwig had this whole thing. I think he did a sponsorship with <laughs> ExpressVPN. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. So he had a sponsorship with Express. Yeah, exactly. And then basically, you're supposed to hit a certain number of downloads. And then ExpressVPN reached out to him saying like, Hey, we're not really seeing the downloads um, coming in through your streams. Is everything okay? Like, what are you doing? And then Ludwig was talking to chat and like, chat, I accidentally uh, messed up and I didn't mention it a single time. So your boy is in a conundrum. So, you know, he did that whole thing. Oh, and, <laughs> and then the next day, Express VPN was like, gonna pull what the heck? We got the most downloads in our history of our company. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I find that like with this outreach stuff, like as a content creator, if you just do like a bland, like, shout out of a sponsor no one everyone kind yeah, of just everyone ignores is, it because they're, yeah. they're used to well, it's it because i don't, I don't it. click it you guys don't click it right dude yeah, i, I i'm, I'm to the point where like you know i know the sponsor segments are going to be like a minute long right so i just I, hit yeah. my five second four oh, or 12 man. times i'm like all right like you know give, give yeah me the rest yeah yeah the, the funny thing for me is that um on my keyboard l is what jumps forward 10 seconds okay so if a sponsor comes up i'm pressing l but it's like i'm also saying l l l, l. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to hear the sponsorship <laughs> No, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's but... just... Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say that with Ludwig, I think, you know, if an internet celebrity says, oh, I'm in trouble, or I forgot to do something, like, you got to help me out, then the <laughs> audience is going to listen, because, like, they don't want to see them go to jail. Right. I mean, they're not going to go to jail. Not but, you jail. Know, <laughs> or if they're, yeah. like, funny bits. I, I like it when... Uh, I, I like it... The, there are, like, some YouTubers I watch who will, like... Uh, they'll include, like, little bits into their, like, sponsor segment. Like, they'll have, like, recurring characters and stuff. And I find that mm. stuff, like, very amusing. So, like, even though, like... You know, and sometimes I probably won't click most of them, but I just find them amusing, right? At least I'm more likely to have heard of your company if the uh, if the YouTuber does, like, an interesting uh, sketch or something. Yeah, it's well, sort of like yeah. a, a genre of video in and of itself now like how to make a sponsorship engaging yeah i mean that's the whole thing about advertising right and like the way the numbers game like if you make your company known as to many people as possible just one person just one sucker out of a million people who saw it that will click right it just turns out by probability i'm not that one person neither are you guys (laughs) yeah but i mean no i'm definitely like those one percenters are are just out there right so and they're still clicking at the end of the day like that's still one extra click right yeah definitely um Um, but i think like the probably the main focus of this episode is not really going to be on the content creator sponsorships i think we're mainly Mm -hmm. looking at like speed cubing sponsorships kind of as a if you will like a results-based type thing 
um, because that's fast typically boys. that's typically what you see in uh, in like other sports, and you know I think it'll be cool to maybe draw some parallels to other sports. So yeah, we've already mentioned uh, we've already mentioned cube stores, you know. So these people like they they sell cubes, they they have websites and stuff. Uh, I think another thing that's really interesting is I think manufacturers have also gotten into uh, the sponsorship game a little bit. I think most notably Gan, I think pr probably has like the most notable like uh, sponsorship. The Gan Gurus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the right. team, Gan if you will. Gurus. Mm -hmm. The team. Our 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 dear friend Danny Park. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is a Gan oh. Guru. Oh, mm -hmm. nah, yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Uh, as well as you know, ma yeah. many 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 well known cubers. Uh, I think Max and Felix are both uh, are both Gan Gurus. Um, yes, yes. I don't wait. remember if. Wait, are they? No, I. I, I is I Max a Ganguru? I think he switched to Rubik's. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Is there a rule that you can't be on like multiple teams at once? Yeah, I think that's a thing. Like that's kind of like what Manu was talking about when we're talking about sponsoring Fast Boys, basically. Like, and there are some capacities where I think you're exclusive if you're. Like it doesn't make like sense. Like if they're competitors, be... right? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like you yeah. can't you can't be a sponsor of both Chi and Gan. I mean, maybe you can. I don't know what's in those stipulations, right? Mm. But maybe if it's something that's non-competitive, like I think a common combination you see is the cubicle and Gan. Like that's a common because a cube store is not a cube manufacturer, manufacturer right? They're, so they're not it doesn't the sales. In fact, the cubicle will drive your sales for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that, like, if, I don't know, Chi advertises hard enough, it would actually push down sales for, like, MoYu and all the other companies. So, like, Chi will tell... I don't know exactly what the rules of a sponsorship are, but, like, maybe they'll send you a document that says, like, you can't... Like, yeah, don't, don't promote, around. like, other people's stuff and things like yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, in I'm... any case, I think it's really interesting that, like, uh, like cubing manufacturers have also kind of entered the scene because it felt like for the longest time that the speed cubing community was kind of separated from the manufacturers. And this this goes back, I feel like, a long ways to when, like, when, you know, we used to get a lot of puzzles that were, like, not really speed cubing oriented or that were, like, not speed cubable. But nowadays, even like a lot of the novelty items are like relatively like speed cubable. You know, you can like do corner cutting and stuff on them. Uh, we have we have a lot of budget cubes now that are relatively like speed cubable as well. So it's it's very interesting to see that that like the manufacturers have also like kind of gotten into space and almost like have legitimized uh, maybe not legitimized, but they're also invested. Uh, they they quite literally they are invested in uh, in growing speed cubing, which is I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you guys have a company off the top of your head that you think is like the coolest sponsor? Just off the top of your head. Because I think I have mine. Hmm. I, don't, I actually don't I even know how many companies are in it. I think I know Gan, Gan is definitely in it. Uh, I'm pretty sure Rubik's is in it as well. Uh, I don't know if there are if there are Chi sponsors. Or if there yeah, are there Dion are. sponsors. Oh, there, there are. Yeah, that's that's kind of like I, like I'm not saying they're the best or anything. I just had a favoritism towards this person, so I actually really really liked the Chi sponsorships um, or the people they sponsored because I was a huge Sunghak Nam fan. Ah, oh, I see. and then I think Sunghak Nam switched again eventually, but he was using a Volk three for a long time, and oh, I I didn't even think about the fact that oh, yeah. we were they sponsored 
people's they, names into into cubes like yeah the whole anyways uh, the, the we can go into that a little bit yeah. yeah but sung hak nam one of my favorite cubers because <clears throat> he was a cuber that i could model my turning to because he was really really efficient he did rud i'm a huge rud fan um if you guys ever watch uh my streams i my favorite beep my favorite pll is vper because Your favorite of pll is vper yeah, literally. Like I like I don't know. I just something about it that's so nice. But um yeah, I gotta, I gotta so smooth. My so smooth. And the way that he was getting such fast times and the World Championships 2019 or 17. So Gatam was like this close. Oh, it was oh, he got a timer reset. It was 20, 20 right? yeah. It yeah, was yeah, 2017. Right, yeah. Because yeah. 2019 was the whole like like within 0. 0.10 seconds of each other in the top eight <laughs> i remember that, that was the one with like sean patrick of illinois but anyway yeah I yeah so. and that was a sebastian Vire, yeah who uh and uh his brother philip 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 yeah, yeah yeah um anywho um chi so that, that's like my most memorable like sponsored cuber slash company that sponsors with someone also because i think chi is a great company in general um yeah, well at least at the yeah. time they've They've kind of taken a little bit of a downturn with their releases, but during that time, it was like peak, peak. Um, but, but did yeah. they do anything special with like how they like branded themselves during sponsored messages? No, I don't think so. Because I, I, I think the one I... thing that's yeah, one thing that screwed them up was they did Volk Power and then they did the Volk Three ah. Elite, where you had to change your magnet settings by taking out the centers. Like that was a waste of time. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember the Volk yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe that actually highlights the point. Maybe it just because of the hardware that I liked it. Maybe. The other thing is, uh, it's somewhat hard to keep track with the cubing companies because there are a lot of different, like, sub-brands. Oh, yeah. Like, like uh, a <laughs> yeah. throwback to, I, I remember Gogan Yushan Pro, right? Oh, the, my the original God. Gogan Yushan Pro. <laughs> Uh, like, I did not even know, because apparently that's like a subsidiary of X-Man, which is a subsidiary itself of Chi, which I had just no idea, like, altogether. Plus, there's, like, a bunch of other companies. I think, like, YJ... Is YJ a separate company, or is it also a subsidiary of Chi? YJ oh, used to know. be a subsidiary of Moyu. They used to be the, the, the budget brand for Moyu. I see. But then they separated. Oh, recently. interesting. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. um, so YJ is its own brand, yeah. And then, the, and then X Man. I think X Man is is definitely a subsidiary. Chi subsidiary. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it gets like very, very complicated very quickly with uh, with all with all of these. Not to mention, you know, the namings for a lot of cubes have also gotten pretty crazy over the years. I think at some point we were like, but the Moyu had like the they, they have like their own budget License brand now, plate? which is like. Uh, yeah, the license plate. Yeah, MSP. license plate. Freaking, I think Moyu. That's where Moyu messed up. Like, I think in terms of recognition and just like they diluted their brand like so heavily between. I think between the years of like the Moyu, I want to say Moyu Tanglong era, all okay. the way and until so like twenty. I don't. Know, that's like twenty sixteen. That's like twenty sixteen. All the way yeah. until maybe the Moyu Weilong GTS two, like right. Up until that cube. So maybe it does have something to do with hardware at the end of the day. I just felt like their brand was so like, I was so confused. And then their, their hardware wasn't like absolute peak, at least in my opinion. Mm -hmm. There were better things that I could use. And yeah, I don't know. 
I just felt like Moyu was the most confusing during that time because, like you said, there were all these subsidiary brands. Yeah, this is a this is a major problem. But anyway, this episode is not about cubing companies; it's more about sponsorships. But I think Moyu also has sponsored cubers, right? I think they, they sponsor. I think Drew Brad's. Olivia Kleiner are the first names that um, come up in my yeah, head. That I weird. think I, they sponsor some European keepers. I'm not entirely sure though. I know that Moyu has that thing where, like, if you get a sub four time, we'll give you thirteen thousand dollars or something. I don't That's know. Right, if they, they, they had a bounty. That. Oh yeah, they had a they bounty. Had a bounty, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, Yushin, they sponsor a ton of Chinese keepers. So okay, okay. so, so I think do. Yushin Du is Moyu. Okay. So He's not I, guess, I guess he also claimed the bounty too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he claimed um, the bounty. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty neat. Well, yeah, so uh, yeah, I think it's cool that like you know the uh, that the companies get into the space. They they have like an active you know so the fact where they're actually just putting out bounties, right? It's like you know you know, go go break these barriers, right? I think that's really cool to see. Um, I kind of want to, I mean, add on to that though, or like pivot into maybe the next conversation that we wanted to talk about, mm -hmm. right? Because you, you talked about the bounty with the money. Like, I, I'm not sure about the stipulations of what keeping sponsorships in the modern day look like, but I am going to confidently say that maybe aside from like two or three people, that cubing is not a profession. Is that no. is that something where we? It's not something where like you can use your trade to earn an income to have a oh to have a sustainable living, right? Yeah, I agree. I don't like everyone is doing this voluntarily, and it's honestly a yeah. miracle. <laughs> Yeah, but, I think no, no, no. I think like most yeah. people at best, you know, they get maybe maybe you get like a trip to worlds possibly. Like I feel like it's not it's not much more than that. It's not like uh, I think I think I know like Smash sponsorships and like esports in general. Though those sponsorships go pretty they they go pretty hard. Those are like more like you know, but you're also like kind of doing it kind of more or less as your job, right? Or you know, yeah, you're doing yeah, like some sort exactly. of content creation that's like primarily focused on you know you're playing smash or you're playing league or you're playing valorant or whatever but yeah so, I mean, cubing right now is not in that space i mean if i'm not mistaken you can correct me if i'm wrong but one of the ways of just driving income is um basically is just how your placements right so for like for example chess i think chess is a good example it's pretty common for people to pay out of pocket to go to attend tournaments and stuff like that and like it could be something where you need to pay a thousand dollars to attend a chess tournament and in order to break even like you'd have to place like top 16 or something like that and even that in itself is so inherently hard so unless you're like literally a chess one percenter it's just not a profitable experience for you but and then in cubing it would be the same way but clearly like that bounty is a miracle i don't really think it's something oh, yeah. that's consistent right now for cubing um but if if it was a world where we could do that i would love to do that um I think, you know, cubers need to be recognized for their work to some capacity at some level. But um, what I was going to say was, I mean, cube companies could sponsor their travels for them or sponsor their fees. So like, for example, that chess player, if it was sponsored by a company, that expenditure is all waived and then he gets to compete, place, represent the brand, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think... I, I feel um, like... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, I was going to say that, like, in a capitalistic world, there's no reason why a company would pay for a competitor's travel when they know that the competitor is going to go anyway. So, like, I, I guess... Mm. I'm just trying to think, like... 
as a competitor, I guess you, you shouldn't just say, oh, I'm not going to go to Worlds unless you pay for it. But if you say, oh, I'm going to go to Worlds no matter what, then, like... Right. I think should... that probably there's some sort of, like, mutual relationship, and that's probably where contracts come into play. Yeah, like, probably. It's like yeah. a black and white setting. Like, we will pay for 70% yeah. of your comps attended. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At least, like, yeah, that's like some something you would it. sign. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sure it's written down in pen and paper so that, like, edge cases like that wouldn't appear. Yeah, or at least, yeah. like, you know, it's clear or written into the contract that, like, okay, like, this is what you can expect from us, right? Um, but I think, yeah, to go back to, like, you know, it would be cool if, uh, if people, to, like, what are the steps so that people can, like, make a living off of it? Like, yeah, I, I think, like, like, for big competitions, like, you know, obviously, like, local competitions, these are not particularly they're not particularly expensive you know at most a local competition is going to be 50 bucks it's not really going to be much more than that but uh you know when we get to like the championship level competitions you know like a regional championships national championship continental championships which are which are huge and then obviously the granddaddy of them all world championships it would be interesting to see if like uh cube companies or just general like sponsor um sponsors sponsors yeah if uh, sponsors would uh would be able to offset some of that but i think uh you know a big problem i guess it, a quote-unquote problem in the cubing market is that there isn't really that much like there, the volume of cash that's like uh, being enough. exchanged is just it just isn't there right like mm -hmm. like it, would, it yeah. would require like relatively large investments it feels from outside corporations to um to kind of like prop up a lot of this a lot of like the the nascent community because i mean to be even though speed cubing has been around since like 1982 it still feels like a really really like like a really grassroots community right like there isn't that much like recognition from like big co big companies um but th that is also like sort of changing a little bit i mean we saw we saw red bull enter the space um several years ago and then also like recently you know rubix has like also been more and more involved and trying to uh you know and trying to support cubers and uh you know doing initiatives with the with the wca and stuff so that could be an interesting uh it could be an interesting thing what do you what are your guys thoughts on like what are your guys thoughts on like how these large like big big companies have like kind of like entered cubing and like what do you think it'll look like in the future um well i think with red bull i remember when i heard it like my first reaction was like Red Bull makes drinks. This is like so related. <laughs> but I mean, they probably have like since everyone drinks drinks and you know 0.1% of people cube, they're sitting on a much larger volume of of like capital. Well, it's not just that. that. It's, I mean, Red Bull Red Bull also does like a a lot of like I think Wings. extreme sports stuff, right? Like they oh like the the parachuting oh like BMX par parachuting Red Bull BMX yeah um, they have BMX I know they do I I've seen them I know that they have like facilities for like I think, is it skiing snowboarding or some some sort of like winter sports so they also are... have Red Bull gaming like Red Bull mind games oh. is a thing mm -hmm. like it, that's, that's it, interesting it's yeah I guess like they are more of a brand than just a beverage maker yeah definitely. Like they're so right. invested in these things. It's kind of interesting yeah. that it's like they do extreme gaming and then cubing, and like a lot of people think those are opposites. I mean, they kind of are, but <laughs> I mean, it's just like I think they like to pick up things that are like uh, that are a little bit eccentric, and it's like you know, like you know, there are these cr people who do like these like quote unquote crazy things, right? Like it's either yeah. whether it's extreme sports or whether it's like you know just being like intellectually the talented, perhaps. 
Yeah, no, I think they just pick up stuff like that. It reminds me of this subreddit called The Ocho, which, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah mm -hmm. it, it just spotlights these very eccentric hobbies. Like, one of them was, like, bathtub racing. What does that and it just, involve? Like, cleaning I think that, like, 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 you just build your own bathtub and you add wheels to it and you try to make it aerodynamic and then you, like, sit in the bathtub as you go in, along the race. That, that sounds pretty sick. I would yeah, I feel that. like Red Bull could sponsor that. I would watch Well, that. here... Yeah, so... I, I think, like, Red Bull is an interesting thing that comes into play. Same thing as Rubik's. And it, um... I kind of want to do a, uh, like, a quick number crunch. It's not really, really in-depth, right? But let's think about... Let's think about average wage, right? Um, and what a cost of living standpoint would be. Because that's what a professional keeper is. This is what right, I do, right. right? And this is my full-time job. You probably can't do a full-time job if you do this, like for a living, because you're going to be traveling all the time. But what is the common thing? So let's just think about our expenses. I actually have my trusty old calculator on me. Okay. Oh my gosh. Wow, this is rule. Yeah, the common rule. This is accounting the, stream. Yeah, I mean, so... This is advice. If you ha if you pay rent, your rent wants to be, uh, one what is it, one third of your monthly income? I think so, yeah. So let's say, for example, your rent is $1,000 a month. So you're looking for $3,000 um, every month, right? And then times 12, so that's $36,000. So this is what it looks like to live in a bare area. $36,000 every year. $3,000 a month. So, uh, let's say, for example, you attend a comp a week. Oh, right. yeah, and that, some that, people that's do. Huge, huge undertaking, but... I know, but you'd like, have to Chris travel, Martin so you have to pay it out, right? You have to yeah, pay you have, oh, so yeah, you have to, you, you have, yeah, because like, when you travel every week, you're going to be spending... Like 20 bucks every, week, travel every week, at least, right? Yeah, exactly. So you need to make $750 a competition after expenses. expenses. So, that sounds like you need to make maybe a thousand dollars a competition that and that's that's like, if you're just like you know if you're like flights and stuff are just like super cheap right if you're just going to like a yeah. local competition you're just driving there or something yeah wow. yeah yeah so like a thousand dollars a competition um and that sounds pretty cheap now now and then this is a conversation if you're a professional cuber like we're not talking about cubing as in like oh if you're like the top cube in the world probably those numbers are achievable for you in one way or another like you're getting the money somehow but if you're like say for example you're a top 50 keeper in the world are you going to receive these benefits probably not but that's what it's going to look like you know what i mean at least if you're would, in the bay area would you count it as professional speed cubing if most of the money comes from like making youtube videos of your results and then yeah. those get lots of views i would say i would say I, I, it I, is because like I, that's where you that's where you talk about like you know all these financials especially say like have multiple income streams stuff like that yeah, you know? yeah pass, pass because that's income. part of your because you're building your personal brand and that's through YouTube yeah, yeah. your yeah, brand is what I, sells and that's YouTube is part of it yeah because I was gonna I know I mentioned like Leo Leo Borromeo in a previous episode but you know when I was looking at his YouTube and and like I, I see the numbers like I already know that like ad revenue wise like that could just become his livelihood. I know he's still a kid, but right. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. based on his like official results right now, he's probably like top fifty, but not top ten. Maybe just because competitions haven't happened in the Philippines. But well, I guess what I'm saying is like that's an example of like okay, I'm not winning every competition, 
but you know I can still turn this into a full time. You career. you actually made a very good point here, Carrie, yeah. because that's something I hadn't considered. If you divide that number by three, right? So we only have twelve thousand dollars per revenue stream. Let's say we have three sponsorship. Like three Sponsorship, sponsorship twelve thousand dollars, twelve thousand dollars for competitions, and twelve thousand dollars in ad revenue. In ad revenue, meaning you make content. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. And specifically, probably YouTube, because you're your own person. Like a lot of people who are their own business, like that YouTube is a way to get ad revenue. And if you're something where you're like it's by trade, like it's a specific skill set that could work for you if you're the right person. So if you think about twelve thousand dollars instead, right? You just divide all the numbers by three. All this, all the stuff that I mentioned, right? Yeah. So you need a thousand dollars a month. Divide that by four. That's not. That's not too bad, right? Like that's I mean, something first, where it's. You know, the first that's not too that's bad. Like ringing is the bounty for a sub four was thirteen thousand. So you just need one sub four solve a year. <laughs> And like, I think Timon could do that. I mean, he had that three point seven. That is true. You don't need to make money at every comp. You just need to average it out. You just that need like true. those like banger hits to like get you enough money to yeah be smooth sailing for the next ten comps. Like if you win worlds, right? And you know, like you you just cash out big at worlds, then you're you're like good for the rest of the year, right? Yeah, I bet that's but how like some poker players do it. Probably. I think I'm, that's also uh, probably how a lot of well, this is my guess is how like esports also works as well. It would seem reasonable to me yeah. that like you know you 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 want to be like competing at a, like a high level but like once you get like a couple quality wins then it's just like okay like now we're we're i like financially we're good for the rest of the year now we can focus on like perhaps like you know like more more like grinding or whatever we need to like maybe spend this money on so that we can improve and so we can make more money next year whether that's yeah. like you know maybe an editor or maybe you need to buy new equipment like uh, you know, I need to buy a better computer so I can, uh, so I can game, or I need, I need to hire an editor so I can, you know, make more money editing YouTube videos, yeah. or you know, practice facility. I don't know, lots of lots of stuff. Well, this yeah, is I'm like, oh. oh, go ahead, Carrie. Yeah, no, you, you go ahead. Well, I wanted to say like, if I broke down the number about a sponsorship, like a twelve thousand dollars sponsorship deal, like let's say for example Rubik's. If you divide that by 40, like the cost of unit of like a good cube, a Rubik's cube, like that's 300 units. Like, do you think a person could drive that? Just by like just a cube? 300 a Is month? that, no, 300 um, total. So $12,000 divided by 40 per unit. So that's- Oh, per year. Uh, oh, four. Per oh, unit per for year. a year, yeah. yeah. Do you think a person could drive that? Because if they yeah. could drive, obviously there's more expenditures, but that's I mean, one yeah. expenditure to cover. No, I'm sure, like, you know, when JPerm shouts out a cube, that mm. probably drives a... Okay, I, I don't want to make an estimate, but yeah. I think it's more than... How many did you say it was? 300? 300. Okay. 300. Maybe around 300. I, maybe it's, like, under that, and I don't want to, like... I mean, we have it. no idea, right? That's, that, that's the thing. Yeah, we... we I mean, no yeah. I, I have some data on, like, conversion rates from my own, like, YouTube stuff, but... Oh. It varies so much, right? Like if you, yeah, definitely. if your audience is like kids, well then it's like the parents buying a product. But if you're like a finance YouTuber who talks about like what stocks to buy, the conversion rate is really, really good. But I know that's like off topic. Of course, right. yeah. I mean, it, it definitely depends on like the demographics and stuff. But I feel like for, for cubing, like, I feel like if you ask someone to sell 300 cubes in a year, that doesn't seem that crazy. I mean, you have to sell on average one cube a day. And most of the time, you sell them in chunks anyway, so it doesn't seem mm, that insane. Yeah. 
If you can sell, if you can sell like five cubes a week, then that seems like you're you're gonna get at least get close to make, hitting the target. The cat <laughs> yeah, is very. Under. The I cat is concerned about Carrie. Carrie is gonna sell out to the uh, to the cubing to the cubing sponsors. He's gonna sell cubes for a living instead of doing YouTube. No, it's not selling out. It's like getting your worth. It's true. Yeah, get that like, bag. That, Hell yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Carrie, what did you want to mention earlier? I don't know if you still remember. Oh, uh, something. Oh, I was just gonna say that, like, if you sell three hundred cubes, the profits from that. Well, the first thing is that the profit margin might be like 20% of that. Yeah. And then the other thing is that the company that is sponsoring you should also take a chunk of that. So oh, that, that's true. The, the amount of money like you're going to make from selling a cube is probably like I would guess 10% of the price of that cube. Mm. Yeah, I could believe that. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Plus the other thing, I think, you know, all this back back of the envelope calculation, you know, if we do presume that, okay, like, you know, like you need to, you need to be making like their whatever, like 36,000 a year, right? That's also just living like, like that, that's like your bare minimum, right? Like you really are going to be kind of like scrapping at the, scrapping around at that level. You probably want to be, you know, making more than that. So you can, so you can afford things like, you know, a computer. So that you, you want to yeah. make your YouTube videos and stuff. So you can afford to fly if you want to, to, uh, to go to like a particularly far competition or something. So, you know, all these, are, this, this is fun to think about, but I'm sure there are a lot of other like factors that are, would, uh, would come in. But in any case, I think, I think it would be very interesting if, uh, if like more like larger companies got involved and really like starting to put, started to put like a lot of money into speed cubing, it would be, it'd be really cool. I think it would be very beneficial for the growth of the sport. While also, you know, maintaining like the grassroots nature of everything where, you know, if it, someone just wants to show up to just a local competition, you know, you, you just learned how to solve the cube, by all means, it's still going to be still going to be fun for you. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if a big company um, is sort of like inspiring people to pick it up themselves, it's still grassroots because it's like the individuals are still the ones who are going out to the competition. Mm -hmm. But like the big company just getting in front of more eyeballs yeah yeah i feel like if you're like top 100 like these days at least for three by three if you're like within that top top 100 maybe even 200 like there's a decent amount of those people that are probably like sponsored by companies right and sponsored as in like maybe travels or taking care of maybe they get free cubes and stuff like that like it's varied right but i don't know just thinking about the numbers of what it looks like to be a professional Oh, I don't know, man. It sounds like a I long mean, ways it's away. Tough. And it's, it's tough. Yeah. And it, it's not, but like, you know, I'm biased. I, I want to see these, uh, these, uh, cubers get rewarded for their skills, you know, but, uh, I mean, it is just a toy at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, Hey, like, yeah. you know, that, I think that that was the mindset about gaming, you know, not too long ago. Right. It's yeah. like, these guys are just playing a game, right? Like, you know, like, what is so interesting about this? This is like nothing compared to. Nothing compared to doing like an actual sport, like if you were playing football or basketball. But you know, we've we've seen over the years that esports has esports has been on the rise, right? Like, um, yeah. and there's a, there's a, I think a big reason is that there's there's a lot of money in it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of outside uh, companies who are willing to, who are who are also like, yeah, we think that this stuff is cool. We want we want to sponsor it. We want to see people succeed. We want to see them get rewarded. We want to see them compete on the biggest stage and. You know we're willing to put in this investment it's quite it's quite literally investment right it's like we believe in you guys so uh yeah we really want to see you succeed so here's the cash 
then go go make your dreams come true. So I don't know. I think yeah, it's, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it. Un- yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to add, when it comes to like people who say, "Oh, it's just a game," or "It's just a toy," or "It's just a hobby," is like, I always think of this YouTube channel called Ants Canada, I think, and it's just like a channel that just records ants doing things. Ah, uh, that sounds so uh, sick. Really? And it has it has like five million subscribers, and I always just think, like, it doesn't really matter what you do, but if you can make it entertaining, and you know, build an audience. Yeah, there's a niche like, for everything, right? Yeah, like once once you get to those numbers, like five million, like you're just smooth sailing for the rest of life, essentially. Yeah, that also reminds me of the Marble Olympics, man. Those things are just oh so much, oh those are good my god, runs. I love those. Those are they so take a amazing. Lot of work, though. No, I but they love like to take a ton of work. Oh, definitely. But yeah, but the, I they definitely take a lot of work, but they are so entertaining at the end of the day. But like, if you had to tell someone, it's like. Yo, know, it's like, oh yeah, what do you do? You know, you're you're at a party or whatever. It's like, oh, I uh, make marble runs at YouTube, and so other yeah, people are just it sounds... like, what? It sounds so. It yeah. sounds like really odd, right? But people find it entertaining. Like we all find it entertaining. It's, it's really really fun to watch. Rad uh, number three. The, yeah, the, the quality of the three. content is amazing. So, yeah, I don't know. So where there's a will, there's a way, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly. Will always get done, and especially for people who are, who are passionate with with what they do, you know. Uh, sometimes you know monetary barriers don't really mean that much so but in any case it would be cool if that were not a barrier at all right that way you know more people could get into the hobby um i mean yeah, we have no horses in the race like yeah. we're not ranked at all <laughs> we're not anywhere close to ranking so our, we, yeah, our, we're not biased has a, has a here. nr oh manu does have an nr yes well i i did have some nrs yeah but those, those are i mean do you ever put that on resumes? Okay, this is off topic now. <laughs> I, I never, I never. I, I do tell people just randomly though. It's like, oh, you know, like, you know, I had a natural record in, in Rubik's Clock at some point. Then they ask, oh, what is Rubik's Clock? I'm like, oh, it's kind of like Rubik's Cube. But like, so I, I have told people at some from time to oh time. Oh my but... God, dude. We, we would definitely, if we create a trivia, a trivia game, like who was the India NR order for clock in 20? <laughs> 2013. In, 20, in 2013. Well, not with, only with a result of, and then no one, and then you know that's the tiebreaker question. No, no one. Oh, knows. they need another result. That's that's too much. But I mean, not only 16, is it 17 NR, was the single. So I think 16, I think 17. 16, 17 oh, was the Lord. second uh, was the second NR single. I have to remember that. But Jeez, like, not only is it an, an NR, but it's like an NR of the second most populous country. So it's not like. Oh yeah, the Vatican City. That's not true. Lithuania. It might as well have been the fame. It might as well have been the Vatican City. I guess a trailblazer, whatever. I guess I'll take that. But uh, yeah, I guess yeah, quite quite off topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, well, and, oh, one last thing I want to say is I, I said the word Lithuania, but that's only because it has a small population. So any Lithuanians watching? Um, <laughs> no offense. Yeah. No. I was just picking no a country with less no than one cancel us. Don't people. cancel us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, on that note, is it time? Yeah, I think it's time, guys. Well, it has been quite an episode. Um, hopefully, cubing will look like. Uh, hopefully, cubers will be rewarded in the future. We're all hoping for that. Yeah. Definitely. But um, yeah. Time Sounds to wrap good. up. Uh, yeah. Hope, hopefully, uh, all the viewers enjoyed. This was a bit of a bit of a shorter episode, but. Hopefully you enjoyed our, our thoughts on this and uh, leave some comments. What do, what do you guys think the future of cubing will look like? Do you have any any sponsors in mind that you think uh, 
could be big in the uh, the cubing world. That'd, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if you if you got this far in the video, clearly you like the content, right? So uh, it'd be great if you could like and subscribe. Hell yeah, trying to grow the channel yeah. every single week. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's all the shill I got for now, at least. And because this episode's about shill? sponsors, any sponsors watching, please reach out. Please, we need somebody. Oh. We we want to be gonna turn are we no, gonna no. turn into that? Are we gonna turn into podcasts where like maybe like uh, ten minutes through we just do a hard oh. cut? And like, do you ever feel like you need to be more active in your life? Well, <laughs> try this. You know, you know what I mean. So. Yeah. Like, did you know that like forty percent of men experience male pattern baldness? Oh no! <laughs> that one shows up so often. That, that one doesn't show up very often. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, if it happens, it happens. But maybe for now, no sponsors. For no are you a cube? Are you a cuber that has to travel every single week and can't afford to make their own food? Well, you should try HelloFresh. <laughs> oh, there Whoa. That'd be interesting. That, that, I was gonna say, I, join the club because uh, yeah, I can't afford to join the club. <laughs> yeah, Chai, uh, I feel like you already got the voice for it. Oh no, we're already. Yeah, I can already imagine myself. We're, we're practicing the sponsor segments in the middle of the podcast. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess the podcast is still going. <laughs> Because okay. we didn't say goodbye go yet. I think we have to wave goodbye, guys. Is that okay. is that the cue? Yeah, the cue is to wave. Even though the audio people can't see it. Yeah, the audio yes. people won't see it. It's fine. Audio Trust people, us. We thank are you waving. so much for listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You're the best. Red Circle. Toodles. We'll see you next week, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.